Is your mom leaving the stove on? Or are you worried she might? Did the furnace break down in the middle of winter? Or the air conditioner during the hottest days and you didn't find out for a week? Are you considering installing cameras? But that just seems too intrusive. I'm your host, Valerie Lynn. And today, we're talking with the creator of Caregiver Smart Solutions, Ryan Hurd. You may have seen his TEDx talk about his innovative technology that helps you be a fly on the wall for your loved one without being intrusive. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. I have to tell you, I'm really excited about having you on the show at this time, because we've been talking a lot about denial. We've (laughs) been talking a lot about those signs that your mom or dad needs more help. And we've been talking about having that conversation, you know, the conversation. Mom, (laughs) if you still want to live on your own, there's a couple of things we have to do. Exactly. And nobody wants to, you know, talk about this. But that's where I think you come in with such a great solution. I really, really love your product. And I have to tell you, since our last conversation, I have told so many people (laughs) (laughs) about it. You're helping me change the world. (laughs) Exactly. But before we get into how you're changing the world, (laughs) let's talk about the why. Because one of the things I really love is how your product is not intrusive. Well, it's interesting because. What we've learned, and I keep on learning, that, that's a fascinating thing about this, but it starts with everybody wants to retain their independence for as long as possible and their dignity. So nobody wants to be spied on. That's why you know cameras just don't work in this situation, nor do you have the time to really watch a camera all day long. Um, but at the end of the day, you just want to know if your loved one is okay. You, you just want to be a fly on the wall. And, and that's really what we're doing. The problem that we're solving is wherever your loved one lives and when they close that front door, it's a black hole of information. You have no idea what's going on. And, exactly. and I, just, I just need to know if mom's okay. And that's yeah. really, at the end of the day, what we're doing. And the thing is, she's always going to tell you that she is. Right. (laughs) I mean, always going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm okay. I mean, I mean, like literally even we do that. Right. Someone will be like, how's it going? Oh, I'm fine. Things are great. Or, you know, I'm doing okay or whatever that I think rarely is mom or dad going to say, I'm, you know, I'm really having trouble getting into the bathroom or, and so I'm not showering and I haven't had a shower in two weeks. (laughs) I mean, usually they're not going to say that. (laughs) And that's true. And yeah. It comes back to like psychology. That's the other thing that I've been learning is really the problem is 50% physical and 50% psychological. And that's because, you know, none of us want to be a burden on anybody else. That's why you, that's why I, that's why we're like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And, you know, things are blown up in the background. 
exactly. Things are blowing up. And then what happens for most of the families that we work with is that there's an unfortunate event. Right. So something right. really bad happens, like a fall and a broken hip before they realize just how much their parents have been struggling. Right. And, and wouldn't you like to get ahead of that? You know, it's, it's interesting. One thing that we learned from doing this is for our aging loved ones, it's I've got your back because everybody knows that story of that person who fell in that home or assisted living facility and nobody found him for a couple of hours or God forbid a day later. And you think in today's day and age with all this technology, that should never happen. But unfortunately, it happens time and time again for a variety of reasons, because that person wasn't wearing a pendant or didn't have it charged up or it wasn't close, whatever it is. And, and here's a way that you can be a fly on the wall and you can know if something happened. And for that person, I've got your back. And, and that's kind of where it all comes from to enable them to keep their independence and dignity yet know in the back of their mind that, you know what, just in case. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love that because I would say that probably one of the number one objections that most of the people that we work with and their parents have to moving to an assisted living is they feel like that loss of independence or to accepting help, you know? And so you might be at a point where maybe they don't need the help. They're right on that line though. Like you're saying, like, let's have a safety measure in place just in case. So that's one thing that you said that I really love. But the other thing you mentioned was assisted living in general. Your product can actually be used in assisted living. You know, one of the measuring tools that I use with families when we talk about assisted living versus memory care. So there are a lot of folks that have early Alzheimer's that are actually okay in assisted living. They're not quite ready for memory care yet. And one of the questions I ask is, are they safe behind closed doors? And here's a way to know, you know, whether mom is living on their own or whether, you know, she's in an assisted living facility or dad, you know, I keep on picking on mom, but it could be (laughs) dad, it could be grandma, it could be your aunt. That's because Ryan, I think we live longer. I mean, I think that's been proven, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. You're killing us off, but it's okay. I'll let you fly with that one. (laughs) But it's true because. You know, a lot of times when we're talking about the single family home, as I said before, psychology really has a lot to do with this. So it could be maybe it's a place where you grew up. You know, it's a place where their friends are. It's a place where family came. It's a place where community is. And they don't want to they don't want to let that go. With that said, we've also seen a lot of times where somebody self isolates and it's because they don't want to be a burden. You know, we spoke about that before. They understand they're walking a little slower. They're having a little harder time getting up. So going to the food store, they don't want to be a burden. They don't want to be that person in line holding everybody else up. Well, I say, don't worry about it. Go out. Enjoy your <laughs> life. The people will get over it. Yeah. But we do see that. So how do we know that they're going, that they're okay? And whether it's at home or assisted living facility, you know, facilities, the biggest thing is overnight. Right. So when everybody is in bed in their residential units, here's a way to know that everything's okay. Did they get up six times last night? Or maybe let's call her Mary. Mary usually stays in her residential unit and she doesn't come out until, let's say, lunch. And then she comes downstairs and she she's at her table with four or five people and they see Mary and everything is fine. Well, 
God forbid something happens, you wouldn't know until one o'clock, you know, until they're sitting there at their lunch table and be like, hey, where's Mary? Nobody knows. Yeah. Something could have happened hours ago. So here's a way to a get ahead of things. You know, it's the, the little things. Is mom drinking enough? Is she eating enough? And it really goes into, is she opening up the refrigerator door? Is she using the bathroom? There is consistency. And when you're looking at someone's habit over time, that's how you can figure out a lot of indicators. Is it normal for mom to get up twice a night or is that a problem? And over time, you'll know. And I think there's a little bit of a misconception with a lot of folks, because honestly, you don't know anything about assisted living until you're actually pursuing it and you find yourself in that situation. But a lot of families think that assisted living means that someone is monitoring all the time. Right. And, and that's not actually the truth. They're in there to do you know, certain tasks. Maybe it's to help with a shower. Maybe it's medications. But other than that, your loved one is alone in their yeah. apartment as long as they want to be alone. And which is absolutely, they're right. We've talked about people that don't want to be a burden, but there are also folks that are just very private people. And, yeah. you know, they, they want to be by themselves and they don't, you know, that's just how they roll. Right. <laughs> so, but that, yeah. again, that's one of the things that I love about your product is that it's so easy. And I know we're going to talk about, you know, talk about it more, <laughs> but it's, it's so like low profile. It gives so much information yeah. without being intrusive. And, and I think it's absolutely something that could be in the home before they move to assisted living. But it could also be really helpful in assisted living too. So tell us exactly, you mentioned the opening the refrigerator door (laughs) and you mentioned the bathroom. So tell us exactly how it works. Well, a couple of things. You know, the beauty of using smart technology of today is that technology can follow you. So if mom is home and if she does need a little more help and you choose to, you know, go to an assisted living facility, it can follow her. So that same technology that's there can follow her into the assisted living facility. The other beauty about this is it's simple to use. It's simple to set up. It's literally as simple as you scan a QR code, you download the app, you plug in the hub, and you peel and stick the sensors. The other good thing about it, the sensors, is they're about the size of a quarter. Why is that important? And it goes back to what we've been talking about. Nobody wants to feel like they're being spied on right? You want to retain that independence and dignity. And it was important for us to use the smallest sensors possible that can really give you the information, but yet doesn't look like somebody is spying on you. I don't want to be spied on and you don't want to be spied on, right? (laughs) But when we talk about how it works, the fundamentals about it is really looking at the loved one's habit because we're all a creature of habit. Clearly, I eat entirely too much uh, ice cream and cookies, and I then have to go and run six miles. And, you know, if I was smart, I would just stop eating some cookies, but hey, whatever. <laughs> but you can learn a lot from a person's habits, right? Mm-hmm. So what is normal and then what is outside of normal? And when you think of things like a refrigerator, let's think about it like this. How many times have you come home from the food store? put stuff in the fridge and maybe, you know, we're in a rush and, you know, kind of hit that fridge with your hip and it really didn't close. Well, for us, a couple minutes later, you're going to hear this annoying little sound and you're like, what is that? Oh, it's the fridge. And you'll get up and you'll push it close. Well, that exact same thing can happen to our aging loved ones. 
unfortunately, as we get older, our hearing, you know, starts to go. And that means the highs and the lows start coming out. So that person won't hear that annoying ding from that refrigerator. Now, it could be hours when grandma gets up to make her lunch or her tea later on in the afternoon, whatever that is. And now she finds that refrigerator open. Well, if you think about whether it's deli meats or last, last night's supper, that could be in there. It could be in there for hours and it could have warmed up. Could that be a problem? Yeah. And when we look at our aging loved ones who especially have gone through the depression, they're not going to throw that stuff out, right? <laughs> so that could be an issue. Now, fast forward to having our product in there. The exact same thing can happen. Maybe mom opens up the fridge and it doesn't close, but you'll get an indication on your app, on your smart device. And let's say it's five minutes later. So now you can call mom and you say, hey, how are you doing? And you're going to get, I'm fine. Hey, do me a favor. You go over to the fridge and just make sure that it's closed. Something as simple as that could literally mean a crisis is averted. Whether it's that, whether they're not going to the bathroom enough, whether they're not taking a shower. I mean, they should be taking a shower or, or a bath every couple of days. All of these little things are the things that precursor something big. The number one precursor to a fall is actually dehydration. And if you really think about it, if somebody's living alone, you're not thinking about how much you're drinking. I'm not thinking about it, but I'm very active. So I make it a point to think about it. Well, it's that time that that person isn't thinking about it. And then they get up out of their chair and then they pass out because it's low blood pressure, dehydration, everything kind of comes together. So how do we prevent that? By being a fly on the wall. Yeah, I love that. And back to the refrigerator, it, it's also going to give a sensor, right? If it hasn't been opened all day. Exactly. So you're able to tell, wow, did they even eat today? Or what right. are they eating? Because the refrigerator is not opening. So are they just eating a peanut butter sandwich and that's all, or, you know, what, what's happening there. And exactly. the other thing that I think is really important is the heat sensor can also, because that's, you have a heat sensor and that yeah. can tell if they've left the stove on. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's how yeah. you can tell if they've, if they've showered, right? Because you can put that sensor in the bathroom and it can sense, yeah. is it the humidity or the heat? So we're looking at, so we have a temperature humidity sensor and we're looking at a bunch of things. So let's take it in the shower. So we're looking at temperature and humidity rise over time, i.e. if somebody takes a shower, if somebody runs a tub, we'll pick that up. So we indicate that. The other thing is, let's say, I don't know, let's say mom lives up in Canada right now. I have no idea what it is like in Calgary. But with a quick look at the app, you'll be able to see the outside temperature and then the inside temperature. Why is that important? Well, if it's 32 degrees outside and it's 40 degrees inside, that's a problem, right? <laughs> yes. And when we talk about raging loved ones, a lot of times they'll just bundle up and be like, ah, oh, that stupid thing hasn't worked for weeks. Well, mom, <laughs> let's get that fixed or reverse. Yeah. So the power of this technology to get ahead of things, to, to indicate to you, let's say, you know, it's 32 degrees outside. I just want to know. Or it's 90 degrees outside. She lives in Florida. I just want to know. And if inside it turns out to be 80, I need to know that too. Or if it's, you know, 50, I want to know that. And you're right. You could also use that sensor for monitoring the stove. So let's say mom does have early on stage dementia. The most important thing is, did mom walk out the door and did she leave the stove on? Like those are the one and two most important things. And you can have that information. 
Yeah, I love that. And we didn't even talk about that yet, but you have sensors that can go on the door as well. And so you can tell, you know, yes, she left. And has she come back yet? (laughs) Exactly. And this is, like you said, this is an app. And so you're getting all of that information on your phone. And tell us a little bit, I I think it's amazing. What has some of the feedback been from your customers? Well, I got to say, we're learning and we're learning every day. What we didn't realize was when you think of caregiving and caregivers, it's really a broad term. There are so many different things within caregiving. For example, we have one of our clients that is using this for their adult daughter. Her daughter is in her 20s and she does have some challenges, but she can live on her own. But the family is still, you know, they're worried, they're concerned. So here's a way to use it to have a little peace of mind. We met another person, Steve. Now, Steve is in a wheelchair. And I got to say, in the beginning, I thought, I'm like, I I can't do much for Steve. But by talking to Steve and understanding where where he is in his life, unfortunately, he has a debilitating disease, but he's like, this is phenomenal because for him, this can be put in his apartment and yet the caregivers can still have insights to know how he's doing, but he can still have his independence. And what we've learned is exactly that. It doesn't matter what age you're at or what condition you're in. We still, as humans, crave our independence. So here, again, to be that fly on the wall, you know, how do I enable Steve or, you know, your mom or your adult child to, you know, live on their own, but yet, you know, still have peace of mind because caregiving is, it tends to be chaotic and stressful. So if I could just have a little more peace of mind and I I would have a little more time back in my life. That's a godsend. Yeah, absolutely. Have Have you gotten any feedback from the seniors themselves? Yes. So it sounds so you've got a couple <laughs> clients there that you've talked about, but what about seniors? What What's that feedback been from them? It's funny. We we spoke to one friend of ours, one user, and and I asked her. I said, "Can I ask you something? Why don't you like wearing one of the wearables? Because like that's the button of death." Like, what is that? Oh my mean? gosh. <laughs> and by, and by, we should say by wearable, you're talking about like a life alert, like, like a, a pendant, pendant, a like, button. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And I don't, I, I think it is a great technology. I don't want to pick on them, but I was curious because. Yeah, the button of death. That's a very strong response. <laughs> well, again, it, it does. It comes back to psychology. And what she meant by that was, you know, you and I were, were on this podcast and we're thinking about this. And maybe after this, we have a meeting or a couple of phone calls or some paperwork we have to do, whatever. But yet I could get up, I could go and pick up my kids and God forbid I, I get hit by a car. Hopefully, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But when we talk about our aging loved ones, they know exactly where they are in life. And when you're coming to them and saying, hey, listen, I need you to wear this thing with this big red button and God forbid something happens, I need you to push it. They're like, get that thing away from me. It's the button of death. (laughs) It's literally reminding me of where I am in life. I don't need to be reminded. I want to live life. I want to enjoy life. Yes. And that's a lot of times when we don't understand the psychology of our aging loved ones, you know, we can't help them. So here's a way that mom, you don't have to wear it. Mom, you don't have to charge it up. Mom, it's not fancy technology. You don't, 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 don't do anything. Just live. I just want you to live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love that. And, and I think you're right. I think that's why we also find so many seniors that have a fall and they aren't wearing that 
that button, that pendant, right? Because it's not exactly, I mean, yes, they have some nice jewelry not an but, Apple for watch. the ladies, but yeah, it's not an Apple watch. It's not like something cool. I mean, yeah. you know, we're heading that direction, I think a little bit, but yeah, you have to remember to put it on and, and all of those things. Right. Yeah. That's so interesting. You know, you mentioned all ages and I have to share with you. I don't know if this will make it in the podcast or not, but I got divorced in early 2022 and okay. now I'm I'm on my own. But I'm on my own as a 52-year-old. I've had some health issues in the past. I ride a motorcycle. I All right. later <laughs> I laid her down in a parking lot and ended up with some bruised ribs, <laughs> which is, you know, parking lot I was practicing. It's all good. But uh -huh. um, but after that, there was this moment where I was like, you know, what if something really bad were to happen to me in my home? In the past, yeah. I've had a DVT, which is a deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot. And being the age that I am, I have had those moments where I'm just like, you know, my son lives in a different state halfway across the country. My right. friend, my closest friends that are here are 30 minutes, an hour away from me. And yes, I have my condo mates, <laughs> my neighbors, yeah. but still in the back of my mind, what if something were to happen to right. me? And so it's just, I do think that this is something for all ages. And, and I do love the fact that it's not intrusive. Yeah. And I want to go back to that really quickly because I have had many family members that they don't know about this technology. And so the first thing that comes to mind is a video camera. Yeah. And I actually had a client recently who talked about this. Her siblings installed a camera in his home without her knowledge, without his knowledge. Yeah. And then they find themselves in some really awkward conversations about dad's bathroom, yeah. you know, routine or dad likes to walk around the house naked. Or dad had or, you know, a friend what, over. <laughs> dad have a, had a friend over, right? Yeah. And so there are all of these implications with video cameras. And I think that just the one thing that I want to caution folks or just make them aware of is that we talked about this technology moving from home to an assisted living, but there are actually many laws in place, many privacy yeah. laws here in Washington state. It has to be for a defined reason and a defined length of time. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there that that's really one of the things I love about your technology is that it doesn't use cameras. Well, the other thing too is until now, People don't know about other solutions that are out there. I, I mean, I, I literally did it myself. My father had cancer and, and he, you know, was coming home from his chemo treatments. I was worried about his, where is he taking his medication? So the first thing I did was put a camera in and, and myself. I mean, I know all different types of technologies, but the reality is even on the onset, the camera just is not a good technology for this. Cameras are really for two things. Number one, a deterrent. If somebody's going to do something bad, you want to have a camera on the outside of your house and you want people to see it, right? A ring doorbell, a camera in the front of the house, whatever. And number two, it's after the fact. An event happens. I need to know who took the TV, who broke into the house, you know? But as far as actually using it to monitor, the problem with cameras is you have to be looking at it all the time. And that's, that's not 
relieving your stress. It's adding to your stress. You got to watch this stupid, you know, <laughs> TV all the time. That doesn't <laughs> yes. help. So it needs to be a, a passive way that sends information to you in the palm of your hand. It's, it's how do I use today's smart technology to enable us as humans to really benefit from you? And that's, that's really where it comes from. It's, it's taking those sensors, that data then gets sent to your phone or your iPad, whatever your smart device you're using. And in the palm of your hand, you know exactly how that person is doing. The other thing that we uncovered, which was interesting, was in age-restricted communities, you know, you have your friend, like you were saying, your condos, right? But when we talk about age-restricted communities, we found some people that are using it to really monitor their friends. So it's like, Joan is, is over there, and Joan has a little bit of a problem, and she's having a harder time moving around, and we're worried about her. And they'll literally use it to monitor each other. Here's a way to know that, hey, Joan's up. I gave Joan a call. She didn't answer the phone. Ah, she didn't put her hearing aids again. She's <laughs> fine. You know, but all of those things, because unfortunately, as humans, say you call mom and she doesn't answer. What's the first thing you think about? Oh, my God, she's laying on the floor. When in reality, yeah. maybe she's in the bathroom. Maybe she didn't put her hearing aids in. Maybe her hearing aids aren't charged. Who knows? Right. But. By looking at the app, you'll know ah, mom's up. She's fine. I'll, I'll deal with her later. But, <laughs> you know, on the other hand, I do have to yell at you, though. I mean, because you told me that you were 29. I didn't know that you're a 52 year old bike riding, you know, queen of the road. So that is so cool. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'll take that 29. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. And you know, you're right. We talk about stress, like it's so stressful. And yeah. also so many families that live so far away from their loved ones these days. Yeah. And and that's, you know, again, they're relying on that phone call where mom or dad says, Oh yeah, doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, here's another interesting story. We had a client call us up, and it's literally siblings that live on a end of the street, a cul-de-sac. And they want to use this to monitor their, their mom. Yet the siblings, one of the three of them were at mom's house almost all day. The difference was, is there was a certain time overnight for like six hours, nobody was there. And they just felt comfortable by having this in there. So this way, 24 hours a day, 365, they've got it covered. And the same thing goes for like, let's say you have somebody helping mom in her home, like in-home non-medical care. A lot of times they'll go out maybe eight hours a week or 20 hours a week. But did you know that there's 168 hours in a week? So what do you do for the time that that agency isn't there? Here's a exactly. way to use that technology just to, to know mom's okay. Yes. And much more affordable to use your technology than to have a person there 24 seven or sometimes, right? Even yourself there 24 seven. I mean, we have a lot of of families that are in this situation, like you said, where they're taking shifts, <laughs> you they're know, shifts. But, but they also have jobs and kids and yeah. hobbies and friends. And, you know, this is just a it's way. The sandwich generation, right? Maybe you're married, yes. maybe you have kids and you're still taking care of an aging loved one. Yeah. There's Yes, exactly. Life is stressful enough. We don't need more. <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> exactly. And of course we are going to put links to everything in show notes, but tell us, I mean, how much is this? So great question. The core kit is the product that we have, which is $599, $599. And then you have to have a subscription, which is $59 a month. Okay. 
Okay. Again, much more affordable than in-home care. And especially when you're not even sure that you need it yet, right? You're you're just like on the Yeah, you know, even if you use it, a lot of times we can use it to see if mom does need help. So let's think of it like this. It's it's the typical scenario, right? All of a sudden, mom needs a little help or dad needs a little help. So you help them go to the food store. You help them go to the bank. You help them go shopping. And then a couple weeks later, that's all you're doing. All you're doing is helping mom. I can't do this anymore. I, I, need, I need somebody to help. Here's a way to use that technology to figure out how much help you actually need. Or on another hand, you know, I know in the Northeast, uh, assisted living facilities, they're expensive, you know, $6,500, $7,500 a month. Here's a way, you know, if you could keep mom home for two or three more months, I mean, that's, that's game changing. So, yeah. and or answering that question, does mom need to be in a facility or something else? Exactly. Exactly. So Ryan, what would be your number one doable tip for families that are just maybe not sure, right? (laughs) Number one, my best tip is take care of yourself first. In reality, you know, if you, as a caregiver, as we said, you know, caregiving is stressful. Number one. Number two, we never call ourselves caregivers. I didn't call myself a caregiver until I started tapping on Google and be like, I'm a caregiver, (laughs) you know? It's stressful. So take care of yourself first, whatever that is, meditation, running, disconnecting, reading a book, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your loved one. And then with that, what technology can we leverage to make your life a little bit easier? As I said before, you call mom up and say, how are you doing? She's always going to say she's fine. What happens when you call mom up and she doesn't answer? You think the worst. So here's a way to be that fly on the wall and just know that mom's okay. Uh, I'll talk to her later. Today's episode is brought to you by Caregiver Smart Solutions, the trusted solution for monitoring your loved one as they age in place. With non-invasive sensors the size of a quarter, you can easily detect your loved one's activity. Are they showering, eating, or leaving the stove on? Caregiver Smart Solutions will help you provide the support your loved one needs. Find more information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.